Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio. This podcast is designed to help you grow, to help you develop, to help you stretch, to help you grow into what's possible for you as a human being. And on the podcast today, we have a special guest. His name is Mustafa. His YouTube channel is Musatainment. And uh, I'd like for you guys to go out and check him out. And uh, we're going to go into a little talk about what's alive for him in the moment. And there's a lot going on. We had a we had a brief discussion beforehand about what's up for him in the world, and uh, there's a lot. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Mustafa. Hey, Scott. I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me over. Uh, so yeah, let's get started, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. Very excited. So. We talked a little bit about what was going on for you, about your YouTube channel, about you being a new father, and uh, I'm curious to know, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to dive into right now? What's most alive for you in this moment? Uh, the first, most important thing for me is family, my wife, my daughter, and then my parents, obviously. So now that being aside, the second important thing is out my daytime job, um, yeah. which is nine to five, but that's the source for me to feed my family. Right. But my real hobby or uh, my real passion is content creation, mm. uh, filmmaking, and video. So that's why. So that's why I started doing YouTube. So I can also pursue my passion, not just be working a nine to five job and then you know end up dead. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I'm hearing is that you have a nine to five job, but you also have a passion and a purpose. And I think that's something we hear a lot today is people looking for their passion, looking for purpose. Not that it couldn't be in your nine to five job because it sounds like you enter into that with the same amount of purpose and passion as you do your filmmaking and your uh, content creation. So what what inspired you to want to create content on YouTube? That's that's what I'm really curious about. Yeah, so that's a really good question. I actually wanted to talk about it. So when I went into IT, that's what I do. I'm in computer uh, software field. Okay. So when I went in there, from a school perspective, I was interested in computers, and that's the reason why I chose that as a career path. But that's not the only thing I'm interested in. I feel like I'm, I'm interested in like so many things. I have a lot of hobbies, and one of the uh, biggest ones is content creation, being creative. I mean, that's a side of me that I had since I was a kid. Yeah. So that's something uh, I have a passion for more than just computer science, right? So with, this, with the content creation, what I'm doing on YouTube, I can really express who I am. Mm. I can tell stories about myself and things I did to make my life better or things I personally did to overcome my own struggles. And I can share those stories so that somebody else can hear it and they might get inspired or motivated. So that's my whole, you know, uh, that's the whole reason why I started doing my YouTube videos, not only because it's my passion, but I also want to teach people what I do in, in terms of filmmaking and do these vlogs, show them that, you know, life is not all about this nine to five because that's something a common man does and you just have to not be normal. I mean, I'm not a normal person. I'm not abnormal, but I just don't <laughs> want to be a, just a normal person that's going nine to five every day, comes home and then it's eat, sleep, and then repeat the next day. You got to do more with your life. And that's why I'm challenging myself to do this, which is very challenging, especially with a nine-to-five job, with the family, with the kid. Still, I'm doing it. Yeah, no, it, 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 
it's an inspiration for me. Like when we were talking before we, we turned the mic on, uh, I, I see how important it is for you to be creative. And had you not, I wouldn't have gotten the message that I needed to hear to continue on. So it's, it's about vulnerability too. You have the, uh, the balls to go out there yeah. and step into doing something that's not that's not easy or most people don't do but want to do and you're actually taking bold action into doing it and since you did you ended up at our studio giving me a message man that I needed to hear and it's and it's beautiful so not only are you putting the message out to to people in your vlog but actually you brought a message here for me today that landed so near and dear to my heart that it has me inspired and wanting to step up and do more too. I get really scared and in my head about being creative. And I think that's, that's who we all are. We are not meant to sit in cubicles and offices and there's nothing wrong with that. We are creative beings. We are the creator and the created man. Something created us and then something comes through us and it allows us to create our lives. And I think we've been conditioned away from this state of being. And we've been brainwashed into thinking that we have to be a certain way. We have to get a job. We have to buy a house. We have to have a family. And then, like you said, rinse, repeat, and then we die. And you're doing something that's creative and that helps people and that sends a message. And I really admire that. And that's something that we on The Conscious Man I want to share with our listeners that if you dream it, you can do it. So I'm, I'm curious if you'd share with us like how you got started. What, what was the motivation for you to dive into doing content creation? So I think to answer that, I would have to take a step back. Sure. So I was doing college and uh, I was going through a little bit of a rough time financially, right? And then I was in second or third year of college and I was pursuing mechanical engineering, but then I realized, okay, three years, I've been studying something that I'm totally not interested in. I'm only doing it because people have told me to do so. Mm. If you do this, if you, if you are a mechanical engineer or an engineer of some sort, you're gonna make more money, you'll be successful. But if you're going computer science, it's a saturated market, you're not gonna get into it. And at that time, I needed to find a job ASAP, uh, like a real job, not just an, an odd job that's, that pays me $8 an hour. And I needed a job that pays me more than that so I can support my family. But at the same time, I also do something that I like, which was software at that time. I, I still like doing it. So I started studying uh, courses by myself and then I found somebody to mentor me, to teach me the subjects that I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then people said, you just dropped out. You know, you're gonna be a failure because how do you be successful if you go to school and get a degree and get a job? Half the people I know who have degrees don't even have a job. Wow. So I dropped out. Uh, people told me to join, uh, you know, just work at McDonald's or, you know, just be a car salesman. I don't think school's for you. I don't think you're, you're going to get a good job and stuff like that. I mean, people have, people have told me all kinds of crazy stuff. But you know what? I didn't let that, you know, hold me back. I said, it doesn't matter if I've never done this before. I'm going to put in the hard work. I'm going to do what I can't. You know, that's, that's something about me that... You could tell me the hardest task in the world, and if I want to do it, I will figure out a way to do it. And that's, that's just something I kept telling myself to convince myself that I can do it. Because realistically speaking, I know that, okay, I've never touched anything. 
uh, in terms of computers, uh, uh, like in IT software and programming, I've never done that before. So I'm like, you know what, but I have uh, a passion for computers and I was very tech savvy and I'm like, okay, I can do it. Six months, I studied every day, all, uh, all night. I used to be at Dunkin' Donuts and I wouldn't give up. Mm -hmm. And then after six months of applying at a lot of places and failing at a lot of job interviews, I finally landed a job. So now it's been six years since I've been doing it and I'm pretty successful with my IT career. And now I'm like, okay, I did that, but that's not all I wanna do in my life. Like I said before, you know, I don't wanna be just a person that works nine to five, comes home, it's just rinse and repeats. I'm gonna do much more with my life. I have a lot more other passions and one of, the, one of them was content creation and you know, make, uh, filmmaking and doing videos and stuff like that. So then I, I kept telling myself, I gotta start doing this, I gotta start, start, start doing this, but then I kept giving myself excuses. Mm. Man, I'm a busy man. You know, I'm not a kid anymore. I can't put my life on YouTube. You know, uh, people are gonna watch me and I'm not good in front of the camera. I don't know anything about filmmaking. I mean, I know about it, but I've never done it before. I have a lot of excuses. I don't have you know, the proper gear. I don't know what, what I'm gonna be talking about, what I'm gonna do with it. But then one day I'm like, you know what? All the excuses aside. Let me just dive deep into it and just do it. You know, whatever happens, happens. People are probably gonna say I suck in the beginning. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna get a lot of criticism and hate, whatever it may be. I was ready to face it. So it was one of my fears to be on camera and to go live and you know talk to people. And it's, it's really weird to talking to a camera, you know. And then you know, yeah. people in your family, especially in Indian culture, not a lot of people are in this you know YouTube scene or vlogging scene, and it's something not very common where I come from at least. Sure. So I was like, you know what? There's a f uh, famous YouTuber by the name Casey Neistat. I'm yeah, sure a lot of people know him. He said, do what you can't. And that thing stuck in my head. I just needed to hear it from someone else. I knew about it, but I just didn't realize it. And I'm like, okay, one day I put all my excuses aside and I'm like, you know what? I am pursuing my passion and I will start making videos. And I started it. And now it's like, okay, with each video, I have a new message, it gets better. And now I'm already in it. There is no way out. You know, I have <laughs> yeah. to make it on YouTube or like just do what I love and expand and grow. So, man, that's amazing. And it's, to me, it sounds like you've already made it. Like, like you have this mindset of, you know, do what you can't. And I love that, man, because you've said that a couple of times and now it's stuck with me. So you, ha you already embody success. You already embody that. It's your mindset. It's your way of being. It's how you show up in the world, man. I'm inspired by you just watching you move. Like as we sit here and have this conversation, what you're saying lands over here for me. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting inspired. Like I'm never going to quit this podcast. I'm never going to, I'm never going to stop doing this. I am going to get better every single day. And I imagine our listener is probably most likely feeling the same thing that I'm feeling now. It's like, yeah, I can do anything that I set my mind to as long as I don't quit. That's the problem. If you quit, then you, you know, that's it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a wrap. Yeah. And, it, and one thing I'd like to add to that is if you have ever dreamt of doing something, if you have a passion in your heart, but you know, something kept you away from it, could be your full-time job, could be your family, could be your obligations. But if you really want to do it, you're going to, you know, if you really want to do it, you're going to find a way. Yeah. But if you don't want to do it, you'll find an excuse. Yep. So that's something that I wanted to say. Yeah, man. I love that. Yeah. 
and to add to that, you're, you're absolutely right because I've experienced that in my own life, yeah. man, where I've taken a couple steps forward and then I get scared and I make up those stories, like you said, in, your, in my head. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll run in the other direction, even though you know, people might be saying, hey, you sound really good or you know, there's a voice in my head that says, nah, you, you can't do it. And I like that you've overcome a lot of adversity that you know, you, your family told you you know, you need to do this and you, or you can't do it and you didn't listen. You listen to the, I think the message is to listen to the voice within you that says you can and then do what they say you can't. Right. And I really love that, man. That, that's a great message to have. And, uh, it's just inspiring. Like I just feel inspired over here, man. Yeah. And a great deal of joy as we sit here and <laughs> chat, man. And you know what else, uh, I know is super duper alive for you as you have a newborn child, man. And I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, what's that like for you, man? You're, you're 27 years old. Yeah. You work your ass off and became successful in IT, which, you know, I want to applaud you for. Uh, now you're starting a new venture into uh, vlogging. And not only that, you have a newborn child and a beautiful wife at home. And I'd like you to share a little bit with the listener about what that's like for you. So before talking about having a child, uh, my first greatest experience of having a family, besides obviously growing in my parents' house, was my wife. Mm. Uh, after I got married to her, I started living with her and everything. It just changed my perspective like completely. Uh, that's when I experienced true love. Like I didn't know what loving a person really means you know like or what what is it to be loved by another person i mean sure your parents love you but it's not the same as you know your wife loving you or something like that at least for me yeah. and then i thought uh, that's it you know i don't think i can love anybody more than this this is probably the height that i can or like the most i can love a person is my wife or the most loved one by me but then here comes my daughter mm. in a day less than a day the second she was born she was in my hands i'm like man this is my new true love. Like, I mean, I have no words to explain it, but it, you can only, ex it's something that you need to experience. Once you hold that baby in your hands, you know, it's your blood. Um, it just changes everything for you. I mean, it makes you more responsible. It just makes you more conscious of things. Now, things that I do, I have to think twice about it because it's not only affecting me or my wife, it's also gonna affect my kid. I gotta be a good role model. I gotta be a good dad for her. Like you said, you know, you wanna you want be that guy uh, as an example for a guy that she would want to be in future with, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to do a lot of things differently and make a lot of improvements in myself so my daughter can look up to me and she can say, you're a super dad. Yeah. So that's another goal you know, that I have in my life is to be the best husband, but not only a best husband, but also the best dad that I could be. So it's, it's just a wonderful experience, man. That sounds amazing, yeah. man. I really... Uh... I admire that being as young as you are, being as conscious, <laughs> you even said the word, man, as conscious as you are is, yeah. is, uh, is great to see. So you're already modeling for her, you know, what a man should be. You're, you're living your dreams. You're, you're showing up strongly. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. that Thanks, it's, man. it's yeah. amazing. And I imagine too, like, uh, have you had her in your vlogs? Like, has she been showing up? Yeah, so like in one of my vlogs, I had it called We Had a Baby. Oh, cool. So it's sort of filmed in the hospital. So yeah, she is in one of my vlogs. She'll be probably in my future vlogs. 
Yeah. yeah so as, as she grows, yeah, part of her will be growing in uh, in the vlog as well. Yeah. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, um, like, let's say one of our listeners is out there and he's he or she is wanting to start their own vlog. You know, how do how do they do that? How do they get started? That's a good good question. A lot of people actually have asked me that in the past that I want to get started with something. How do I do this? What equipment do I need? Uh, so if you want to get started as a vlogger or on YouTube for, for doing anything, uh, all you really, really, really need is a camera and a, and, a, and, a, and a mic, which is your smartphone. It has a camera and it has a mic. So you can start off with small. You don't need to spend a lot of money on gear because yeah. even myself, I was stuck up on, hey, I only have a smartphone. I don't have like all this professional camera and a micro, like, you know, professional mic to do all my videos. I just kept make those are all excuses you make to yourself to you know get yourself out of it because you're uncomfortable. Realistically, you only need a camera, uh, I mean a smartphone, and then you can start off with your smartphone and just start, just do it. You don't have to publish it right away, just record something and then see how you sound and then hear yourself over and over again and make improvements. Mm. That's the only way you could do it, is just to start it, just take your phone, and just start talking to it. Just jump right in. With just both jump feet. right in. Don't think about it too much. Just take your, just you know, take your phone out, talk to it, record it, and then look at yourself and see what you could do better. Awesome, man. And then just post it. That makes perfect sense, man. Because I think what 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 I heard you saying was that most people, yourself included, will tell themselves stories why they can't do it. You know, they don't have enough money, they don't have the right equipment. And what you're saying is all you need is your phone. Yeah. And you're starting. Yeah. It like for me, I guess one of the big things was I could see all these like like you, you see Casey Neistat. He's been doing it for years and years and years and, he, and he's at this level and you're like, I could never get there. But you don't realize you had to start somewhere. And he probably started with a yeah. smartphone too, yeah. right? Exactly. Just doing doing what you're doing. And and one of the other things, and I don't want to discount it, is you know, you're passionate about IT. What if the, what if there's a listener out there that you didn't take the traditional route by going to college. What I heard you say was that you studied really hard, got a mentor, and I think that's really important uh, for e young people and somebody my age is when I want to learn something, I seek out a mentor. I seek out somebody who has the experience, and then I ask them to teach me. And I've, I, that's been invaluable in my life. I didn't go to school in a traditional sense, brick and mortar. I saw people who embodied the thing that I wanted, and I went after it. So I really admire that about you as well. Let's say one of the listeners is out there and, is, and wants to get into IT and their family's like, you need to go to college, and they don't wanna to go to college. You know, It's like they don't wanna waste four years, they need to get after it. You said you went from- A mechanical engineering to- Mechanical engineering, and then you, switched. six months. Yeah. Had you already graduated from college at that point? No, I didn't. You did not graduate yeah. from college. You just said, fuck it, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to go and study engineering in, in the course of six months, you obtain that goal. Yeah. So can you dive more a little bit deeper into how you did that? For the, for the listeners that's out there saying to themselves, I, there's no way that I can possibly do it. It's going to cost me too much money. I have to go to college, blah, 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 blah. So I'll start off by saying having a college degree is good. But it's not necessary. It's, it's not a necessity if you want to get a good job or be successful. That out of the way, uh, if you want to get into IT, people really don't look at your degree as much as your experience or your knowledge. If you want to be a programmer or a software developer or a web developer, 
in, in these fields, your skills really do matter. I mean, you need to have hands-on practice and you, you need to show them that you can really build a website or you can write a program to do something and that matters more. And you could learn, and college doesn't really teach you that. I mean, it does, it's a very like beginner level. Mm -hmm. And what these companies are looking for is more than just a beginner uh, software developer or a web developer or, or whatever it is. So what whatever I've learned is, I've, I self-taught myself and I'm not gonna say I'm a self-made man, there's no such thing as a self-made man. Behind every man's success, there is another person, whether it be his wife or a mentor. And luckily I had a mentor, his name was Zubin, and he taught me about databases and administering a database and IT and all that stuff. So I studied with him for over six months and then after failing a lot of interviews, I finally, I finally landed a job where I could demonstrate my skills and they were convinced that, okay, this guy can do the job. He doesn't have a degree. Okay, but you know what? He's better than someone else with a degree that doesn't know what they're doing. Yo, I want to give a big shout out to Abin, man. Yeah. You know, that, uh, where did you meet him? Is Zubin? he a friend? Yeah, so Zubin was- Zubin, yeah. yo, my bad Zubin. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, so Zubin is uh, my friend's cousin. So that's how I met him. Okay. So you just got with him. Yeah. He taught you the ropes. You believed in yourself enough that you, over a course of a period of time, would have enough skill to be able to go in. You weren't afraid to fail. You weren't afraid to go in and go into an interview and be told no or that you didn't have what it takes. You just were persistent. You continued to develop your skill. And over time, you knocked on the door that said yes. Yeah. That's badass, dude. That's really cool, man. I, I love that. That's that's tenacity, man, and that's and that's what it takes. I want to share with you a practice that I had about getting vulnerable and asking for what you want and not taking no for an answer. Is my mentor taught me this, and for for the listener too, and for the for the 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 viewer of your YouTube channel. If you're scared to ask for what you want, you can practice. You know, maybe it's difficult for you to be vulnerable and and just ask, hey, or this is what I wanna do, or this is what I want. So my mentor told me, start going to everywhere you go, stores, whatever, and start asking for 10% off everywhere you go. So I started, the first place I went was to Starbucks. And I, I was scared to death. It took me two days to actually get the words out of my mouth. So I was so in my head and so afraid to ask for 10% off of a coffee that I, I, it took me two days to do it. So I got there, I faced the barista, and I said, hey, uh, I'd like 10% off. And she looked at me and she said, who are you? Are you a veteran? And I said, no. She goes, do you have some special you know, discount code? I said, no. And she went down this list, this checklist of why I should get 10% off. And I kept telling her no. And she finally asked, well then why would I give you 10% off? And it was because, I said, because I, I'm asking. You know, I'm asking for 10% off just because. And she decided to say no, but it didn't deter me. And it made me realize I didn't die. You know, everything was okay. I, I was rejected and it was fine. And I continued to do that. And the next place I did it was at Toys R Us with my son. And he begged me not to ask. He was mortified and embarrassed. And I decided to ask anyway. And the gentleman at the counter, when I asked for 10% 10, 10 off of the toy, said yes. And then I realized as I got more confidence in asking for what I wanted, for being vulnerable, that people kind of rose up and met my need. 
And I feel like if you don't ask for what you want, if you don't go for what you want, that you're never going to get it. Yeah. And that like, like you, if you didn't, if you listen to your family and if you, and you listen to your friends that told you you couldn't, then you never would have. But if you ignore all that and you listen to your heart and you just put yourself out there and go for what you want, that you'll get it. And over time and over, and over practicing that, you know, you'll end up getting more and more and more and more because it, I feel like it's developed into a superpower, man, that you, you develop this strength over time that you're unstoppable. It doesn't matter what people say. You just know what you want and you go for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's awesome, man. And I just wanted to share that story with you. Yeah, man. no, no, I'm, I'm so glad you actually did. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's a great practice because I think, you know, there's not a lot of uh, information on how do you practice asking for what you want. You know, nobody's really giving me, nobody had given me anything practical on how to start doing that. And that was just a great tool that I, I utilized, man. And do you know what the other cool thing was? Mm -hmm. My kids were with me and they got to see it. So I realized as a father, yeah. words, when I tell my kids, you need to do this, it, pushes them away but when I model it when I embody being vulnerable asking for my needs they see it man they're sponges and they watch you move through the world and they may have felt uncomfortable but that's going to stick with them and I've seen my kids actually you know do do the do that as well I have my son with me and he'll practice it I'm like we can go do something and I'd like for you to practice this and he kind of resisted and then he went and did it. And then he realized, okay, I'm okay. I asked for what I want and I actually got it. So it was a great learning lesson and a great tool uh, and a great thing that I'd like to pass along to you as a father, you know, and yeah, yeah, as absolutely. a husband, as a man. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, what this podcast is about. It's about being more conscious, being more aware, being more self-aware. You know that you're a creative dude, man, and you, you're not going to ignore or abandon that part of you. So you lean into what's difficult and you step into being the creator that you are. You're the creator of your, of your life. You know, you're, cre you're co-creating this beautiful family with your wife and your daughter. Um, you're a leader, man. And I think it's really important. Thanks, yeah, no, you're welcome. Very honored to hear that, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, I guess, kind of winding down, one of the questions that I like to close the, uh, the podcast with is what does it mean to you to be a conscious man? To be conscious, to me, it basically means that you need to be aware of your surroundings. Now, when I say that, you need to be aware of people around you, your family, your friends, because everything that you do is going to affect somebody else around you. Hey, like, I'll give you a small example. Like, I went to the store, right? And then this lady, she was an old lady and she needed help. Now, I didn't see anybody in the entire store offering help, mm. but you know, like me, I'm a religious person and like uh, in my religion, it teaches to be helpful and to, you know, to not just care about yourself, yeah. and but to also care about other people. I'm a Muslim, by the way. Okay, so, cool, man. Thank uh, you for mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. So like our prophet said that if you see someone in help or need, help them first. Yeah. So I did that and then she was like, you're just an angel. You know, she, she said that to me Wow. and I was like, well, yeah, what, what was that like for yeah, you? Man, I mean, hear that. 
you know, you don't always get appreciated, but when you do get appreciated, when you, when you do something nice, it just feels good to hear that. And that really means to be aware and conscious of your surroundings because every action you do, it has an effect. You may not see it, people, yeah. but people either like it or people will respond to it in some ways. So like I said, I'm a father now, I'm a, I'm a husband, and stuff that I do at home, I'm modeling it for my daughter, for my wife, for my, for everybody's in the house. They look at me like, oh, he's working so hard. You know, like, uh, if he can do it, why can't I? You know, like, I have so many things going on and I'm still pursuing of vlogging and making videos. So again, it's being conscious, it's, it's being conscious about yourself and like things you do is going to affect, it's, it's going to affect other people. So you got to think about it that way that if you do anything, like if you're doing good stuff, yeah. Or, you know, if you're doing something that normal people wouldn't be willing to do, if you're doing things that are difficult, but you get through it, again, that's going to have an effect on people. Not right now, but in the future. So you got to be conscious and aware of everything you're doing because every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, so. man. That's heavy. And one of the, I really, I really enjoyed that. And I, I wanted to ask you, you said something really interesting to me about expectations, man you didn't do that act of kindness, of service, of love with an expectation of receiving anything in return. It, it, that's what I got. You know, you didn't have an expectation and what you got was a response from this woman that you were an angel. So I feel like when you don't have an expectation of anything, you can't be let down. You can't be hurt. You can't have an expectation. Or you can, but I feel like you'll always be let down. So entering into something in a conscious way without an expectation garners a result that's, you know, far exceeds what you could have ever expected. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I tell people is that if you want to do something good, if you want to help somebody, don't expect anything back because expectations leads to, you know, sadness and depression because if you're doing something for somebody, don't expect the same in return, you know, because if I'm doing so, if I'm helping somebody out, I just want to help them out so they to get them out of their distress and then as long as they're happy, I'm happy. And I'm more happy because I don't expect that person to help me in return. Yeah. So it's basic, it's basically a selfless act. And when you're selfless, you're just more happy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's really cool. I'm glad that you also mentioned uh your faith, man, because I think it's really important for us as human beings to cultivate awareness around awareness and uh, understanding of around what other people believe. I think a great tool that I've learned is curiosity. I don't want to be right. I don't think I'm right and someone else is wrong. I'm curious, man. And in using curiosity, it creates connection. You know, I'm curious to know more about your faith and why you feel and believe the way you do. And I feel like that brings us closer together. Whereas if I'm uh, of a different belief or a different philosophy and I try to prove that mine is the superior one, that, that doesn't feel good. I feel like that creates a separation between us, man. And in, in what I'm wanting to create through this podcast is connection. In seeing that human beings we're all connected in some way through this divine essence that permeates the whole of creation. You can be of whatever faith you want to believe, uh, be, 
and we can still sit together in unity, you know, like we are right now. Like, uh, you're of Muslim faith, and that's, I think that's beautiful, man. Like, I want to know, I'm curious and want to know more about, you know, how you came to, you know, grow in your faith. And I have no uh, reservations about, you know, thinking that you should believe some other way, man. I think that would be an error in my thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I think that you, you tell me how you think and how you feel and what you believe, and then I over here, because I have a difference of opinion, say, you're wrong. That would be an error in my thinking, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. That's incredible. Is in, in, and then in closing, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listener or with your viewers? The most important that I like to share is if you have a dream, if you have a passion, you know, don't hold yourself back. Don't make any excuses. Put everything aside and just, just deep dive, just dive deep into it and just start it. Because sooner or later, you are going to get better at it and you will succeed as long as you keep doing it consistently and with a lot of hard work and dedication. So don't let people tell you what you can or can't do. You got to tell yourself that there's nothing that you can't do. Nothing is impossible. I love that, man. You heard it from the conscious man himself, Mustafa. Check him out at Musatainment. And uh, thank you guys for joining us here at The Conscious Man. We greatly appreciate your listenership. We couldn't have this uh, podcast without you. And we would love for you to do us a favor. If you get some benefit from this podcast, please go over to iTunes, write us a review, rate us so we can move up the ranks. And you can also uh, support the podcast through membership. On the homepage, there's three different levels of membership. We would love for you to uh, donate whatever you feel in your heart, man. If this is bringing you some value, we'd also like for you to share it with someone. Share it with a friend, a family member. Share it with somebody you don't like. You know what? That's, that's a really uh, great act of service, man, is to not just do things that are easy and for people you love, but do something that's difficult for someone you have conflict with. So in closing, thank you again for joining us here at The Conscious Man. Mustafa, Scott, signing out. I'd just like to say, peace. Peace. Hey guys, thanks for joining me and Mustafa in this episode of The Conscious Man Podcast. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen. And remember, if you got some benefit from the podcast, go over to... Uh, iTunes and write us a review and rate us. And also, there's a new feature on our homepage on Anchor, and that is for you to become a supporter of the podcast. And we'd love for you to get involved. There's three different levels of membership that you can support at. And a portion of the proceeds is going to go to the Mankind Project. As you guys may or may not know, I'm involved in the Mankind Project. I went through the new warrior training back in September and it's changed my life. So I'd like to provide an opportunity for another man to go through this training in emotional intelligence. Uh, I feel as a man, it's deeply important in this day and age for us to get some awareness around our emotional, uh, our emotional baggage and, uh, work on ourselves in that way. 
So again, if you get some benefit from this podcast, please go over and support us at whatever capacity you feel you can. Thank you again. And remember, there is no way to happiness because happiness is the way. Peace.